Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Zephyrle Carmelite Evangelization Campaign. We'll continue to read the compendium of the Catechism of the Catholic Church on the topic of Jesus as true God and true man. Um, today, we are going to read question 91. How did the two wills of the incarnate word cooperate? Jesus had a divine will and a human will. In his earthly life, the Son of God humanly willed all that he had divinely decided with the Father and the Holy Spirit for our salvation. The human will of Christ followed without opposition or reluctance the divine will, or in other words, it was subject to it. So for my personal reflection today, Jesus, as we just read, had it has two natures, both divine and human natures, which means he has a divine will and a human will, and he also has a divine intellect and a human intellect. However, his divine intellect and his human intellect never were in opposition to each other, nor was his divine will and his human will in opposition to each other. They were always perfectly united. Jesus's divine and human intellect and his divine and human will were perfectly aligned and united. So Jesus's divine intellect and will is something that he has in common with the Father and the Holy Spirit from all time, even before the beginning of time. It always existed and it was always uh, in common with the Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit. The human intellect and the human will of Jesus were subject to his divine intellect and his divine will. So we actually read in the Catechism of the Catholic Church in paragraph 475, that there was a sixth ecumenical council in 681 in Constantinople where uh, they confessed, the church confessed, that Christ possesses two wills and two natural operations, divine and human. And Christ's human will does not resist or oppose, but rather submits to his divine and almighty will. And Jesus was giving us a model of how to live out our life and how we should be aspiring to live. And, you know, Jesus' um, salvific mission and his, uh, by his passion and death and resurrection, he made us as adopted children of the Heavenly Father. And Jesus himself becomes our brother. That means we need to also always seek perfectly to attune our intellect and our will to that of our Heavenly Father. And this is, you know, Jesus' uh, example to us. In fact, we read in Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 through 11 about Christ as God's holy servant. Though he was in the form of God, Jesus did not de deem equality with God something to be grasped at. Rather, he emptied himself and took the form of a slave, being born in the likeness of men. 
He was known to be of human estate, and it was thus that he humbled himself, obediently accepting even death, death on a cross. Because of this, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name above every other name, so that at Jesus' name, every knee must bend in the heavens, on the earth, and under the earth, and every tongue proclaim to the glory of God the Father, Jesus Christ is Lord. So this is the beautiful truth and the grace that Jesus imparts to each and every one of us, which is his very own life example, so that we can also imitate him as our brother in faith to, and how we can also honor and give glory to God by submitting our human will to the will of the Heavenly Father. And in the end, when we do that, uh, we achieve within our heart, we find perfect harmony and peace, which the world cannot give. It is something that only heaven can impart to us. So that's my reflection for today. I hope you have a blessed day. And today is the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. So we pray that Our Lady of Guadalupe will impart her blessings and uh, would intercede for us on her feast day. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a blessed day.